Welcome back to part two of our Digital Water podcast. If you haven't heard part one yet, please go and check it out. If not, we hope you continue to enjoy the second half. Yeah, we talked a lot about uh, how much data we're, we're collecting now. Um, I kind of alluded to you know, the water industry maybe being slightly different in some areas in terms of collaboration, but how do you see the importance of kind of open data? I know um, you worked on a few kind of open water data projects at, at, at Thames. Um, do you, do you, are you keen to see more of that or do you see companies becoming a bit more siloed as they collect more insights about you know their processes and their customers? Uh, interesting question. Um, it's a cultural thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I always have been a, a big advocate of open data and I'm um, open by default you know, in spirit, my, 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 you know, if I ruled the world, things would be open by default and, um, and, and gradually more, uh, controlled or as a, on a need basis. Now the, the, the ODI, the open data Institute have got a really good framework for, for this kind of stuff. You know, there's closed data, there's stuff that could never possibly be even considered open data. You know, there's the, uh, personal data protection type universe mm-hmm. where, um, certain things um, couldn't and shouldn't be shared, right? And there are other things that absolutely can be shared. Um, uh, and and if they can be shared, my spirit is that they should be shared because then you begin to allow um, hive mind. You, you begin to allow other people to imagine second, third use of it. Um, there is a caveat there in that um, the truth is that not everyone's altruistic and so when data, uh, this, is where this probably comes to the um, part of the reluctance uh, inside um, industries, you know, utilities, etc. Um, that if I release a piece of data, is it going to end up being used as a weapon against me? Do you know, is it, it going to, um, you know, because you know, there's an awful lot of um, levels of service that have to be met, etc., etc. Um, so even if data was was easily available and easily easily made publicable is it an own goal to um, publish it and people really do need to think about that you know so, so the infrastructures technology to share data are available um but um and, and i'm of the spirit of, of share it and i'm also of this the um the um opinion that that odi structure of how to um, mm. control open and closed data that is a really good way to begin to think out your data. And, and even if you don't actually end up sharing data at the far end of the right hand side of the open data world, you have begun to think about the audience of the data and the value of the data and the how control it, you know, so, so, um, yeah, open, open data. I am, I am a big advocate of, um, you and I know the moment you, um, publish data, you're publishing all sorts of data, good data, bad data, gap in data, um, Warts and all. Warts and all, exactly. And if you're not handling the warts and all, you've got to have handled the warts and all. And and that's really tough. And you make decisions on the data to to remove the warts if you're going to choose to remove the warts. And if you do that, then you're entering a universe of, of, of what have you done to the data? Uh, Yeah, what what are you hiding in the data? I've heard a wonderful story. Um, It was around um, the... It was... Uh, when NASA sent, uh, uh, began to measure ozone, right? So people people knew um, Lovelock, um, Professor Lovelock worked out how to measure 
ozone because he wanted to understand the, the footprint of people in the world. And every time he turned the ozone meter on, it went off. Ozone was absolutely, or not ozone, it was CFCs. It was, it was the stuff that was damaging CFC. ozone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he thought, well, I want to understand where people influence the atmosphere. And, uh, and I'm going to measure CFCs because CFCs are this chemical that we make, you know, nature doesn't make it we make it we stick it in fridges or we used to at least and it's really bad with the ozone layer on that journey when he turned his sensors on and saw it everywhere he began to get a bit worried and because they knew it it, it um damaged the ozone layer they put one of his sensors up in um, a satellite and span it around the world and every time it went over the southern the south pole um the sensor would drop out it would measure nothing like and 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 they, they did it a few times. And for the first um, few months, they figured it must be something wrong with the sensor saying zero, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they kind of tailored the data. They went, oh, no, no. But then they realized it was actually measuring zero and there was no right. ozone yeah. above the Antarctic yeah. and there was a hole in the ozone layer, right? So cleansing the data is, it can be an own goal. And, and data handling and data quality. I know I'm talking to the converted here. Is it, it, it's a really complicated business. So when you're publishing it and you're opening it, um, what, what do you do? Do you stick someone right next to it, constantly explaining, the, apologizing for the quality, or explaining yeah. why it might be wrong or when it might be wrong? You try and apply some logic to the data that you see, right? You know, you see a spike in the graph. Oh, that must be this thing that I've thought of. It's like, well, have you got any evidence for that? And you know, I remember yeah, when we were reviewing the uh, smart meter leakage data during the Beast from the East. Yeah, I, re- I remember it well. And um, yeah. we, we were tracking it each day. And the latest day, say like three days ago, had a huge spike in, in the number of continuous flows from the meter. And, and it was like, ah, it was like the gotcha moment. It was like, look at all these pipes that have burst and these leaks. And yeah, we're going to you know go out and help customers fix them. And and what we hadn't realized that had happened, that the, the way the data came into the system, it only loaded three hours of that most recent day. So <laughs> three hours of data, it looked like there was a lot of continuous flow, not a full day of continuous flow, because it was only measuring a small portion of the day. <laughs> and then sure enough, like, you know, 24 hours went by, we reprocessed the data and the spike had shifted 24 hours into the future. So, Okay, let's uh, let's not send out all our repair trucks just just yet. Let's, um, it's happening again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we fixed all the ones from the day before magically as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. When when is a spike a spike, and when is a spike an outlier? Yeah, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah. Well, so, in... Some of the most interesting bits are where 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 the data is peculiar. Actually, that's where you mm-hmm. learn either about how you you know your lens on the data or what what it's actually really measuring it's fantastic yeah it's something i recommend a lot now is is you know visualize the data as it is now because most most of the pressure i got of you know visualizing data in the in the past it was like oh well the data quality is not good enough and it's like but i'll be able to see where it's not good enough very quickly if we if we map it if, exactly. you know if it's not looking right we can immediately go back and say well why is that like, which outlier is it and you know, which particular data point and is there yeah. a trend around that quality so yeah i always you know, rec- recommend now like let's get it visualized as soon as possible and then we'll see absolutely then we'll close, close the loop mm-hmm. yeah yeah speaking about um open data yeah we're, we're actually working on a, a product right now and, and the ambition for it is to kind of create a um, consumption data set from smart metering projects across the world 
So, you know, the reality is we're, we're not looking for hourly uh, data from every single unique data point and source. So we're asking companies to submit a kind of summary point of view. And what we'll be able to show at the end of it is a kind of real comparison between different countries, but also different property types, how weather affects different um, consumer groups and patterns differently. So it'll all be aggregated and anonymized, but the, the objective would be to make this as open as possible and you know effectively as free as possible. So we're working on some uh, like loose pricing models for it around you know free services and premium services in, in the way a lot of products are sold now. But you know one of the, the concepts is that if you're a contributor to the product in terms of how much data you give, you can take the data back for free. So it's kind of a, a give and take marketplace of like, hey, I've got this really interesting data set and try and encourage that, you know, um, sharing and collaboration on data across the world. Um, really interesting. Yeah. Um, More power to your elbow. Yeah. I hope, I hope that kind of stuff um, catches people's imagination and people drop some products on top of it um, quite quickly, you know, to, to show that it's worth doing. Absolutely. I don't know if you wanted to talk about Smart Water for Europe. Oh, smart water for Europe. Well, okay, yeah, that, that, that was, I suppose that triggered from when um, we were talking about digital uh, all that time ago. Um, there was a European project which was across um, three or four sites inside um, uh, Europe. There was one, um, no, sorry, this, this was a three-year-long uh, EU-funded project which ended more or less when... Um, uh, the UK left um, Europe, but while, while we were still in Europe, we were doing collaborative work with um, a bunch of different um, water companies across Europe. Uh, Vitens, I can't remember the the, the, the full detail, but the, the the aspiration there was to um, really um, investigate and, and explore where smartness could um, um, add value, where where digital could add value, and in in Thames Water, um, Thames was a partner. It focused on uh, uh, water consumption because we were pretty much ahead of the game with the smart metering that you were um, you were um, championing. And um, uh, so smart consumption and uh, energy, um, an angle on energy consumption as a as a uh, not really a byproduct but a, a companion. Um, um, Thing that you consume when you turn your taps on you can use a lot of energy you can, certainly a lot of water goes as hot water um, and so if you can be water wise if you can use less hot water then you're also using less carbon you know these kinds of loops that are in there there was other um, 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 uh, partners that focused on the networks themselves and how to be smart about control of the network you mentioned um, you know closing the loop on valves and leak detection and um, these kinds of things. So, how do you do? Um, uh, uh, how do you detect a leak? It sounds. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether it sounds easy or hard. Really, I, I know that it's quite difficult <laughs> to detect a leak <laughs> because some people's consumption can look a lot like leaks, and then and lots of people's not leaks can end up looking a bit like a leak if you look at it from far enough away, type thing. So, um, using exploring use of AI and clustering techniques to um, better understand consumption and uh, um, usage profiles and leakage profiles so to divide the world out and get a better handle on leakage um, and as I say uh, um, uh, be that the customer's mm -hmm. end or inside the network I don't think there was any process driven um, smartness 
inside that project. But um, yeah, it can be Googled. Smart Water for Europe, you'll find stuff on that. Um, just like the, uh, mm-hmm. there's no, there's open data initiatives as well now in the um, um, UK industry to try to, yeah, kind of off what our regulator is um, trying to drive innovation. And one of the the big levers to drive innovation is, is, is this idea of sharing information, sharing data, opening data, allowing for second yeah. and surprising uses, you know, just like you were saying, um, a few, um, so yeah, that's all I wanted, really wanted to say on smart water for Europe. I think um, the, this industry is adopting digital at such a pace that that um, sometimes the that what what you think is an investigative thing um, uh, is overtaken by the industry um, within within the period because you know. It, it, if you if you go slightly academic things, you can go uh, deeper and deeper and deeper into yeah. quite interesting and esoteric corners. Um, meanwhile, someone else has has, has taken the tiny little ten percent of the youth bit and implemented it inside the system <laughs> somewhere, and, and you can back go look, we can do this. Yeah, we already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the bleeding edge doesn't so stay like that. Long, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bleeding edge. What's on the bleeding edge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about what's on the bleeding edge? It does bring me nicely on to. Uh faddle future buzzword list <laughs> you can give it literally just a, a fad or a future you can explain your answer if you want but we can move on to the next if it's a simple uh, simple thing so we'll start with digital twin uh, fad or future yeah future present past i suppose digital twins <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm blogging about digital twins well, I, well I'm, I'm blogging about open data at the moment and uh I'm, I'm, I'm pretending to head towards digital twins, right? So, I, and I thought, right, I'm going to Google what a digital twin actually is, because I couldn't tell the difference between a, a, a digital twin and a, a simulation, you know, and a model. Yeah. Where, where, where's the edge there, please? You know, because in my world, hydraulic models have been around for donkey's years, and, and people have used them for quite a long twin, time. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a digital twin, right? So, uh, there's a really nice um, definition. Digital twin is is just a, the digital equivalent of something that's real, right? So you can have a model of stuff that doesn't really exist at all. You know, you can pretend, well, what would the water, how would the water move if, if there was a pipe over there? You know, what happens if I dug this river? That's no longer a digital twin. That's a simulation or a model, right? But the digital twins are just of the real thing. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're the future. Absolutely. You know, it, all of these things are just components of a digital twin. You know, understanding your customers, understanding where your water's going. They're all little lights going on at the corners of digital twins right? we've, we've definitely seen that in the industry where you know because it is such a you know simple term in some ways you know a digital version of a physical copy well you will you you can badge any system out there as a digital yes. twin and then you know the marketing teams run off with it and you know we, we've we've tried to push this idea of like a true digital twin as like you know differentiate it so we keep the you know we keep the digital twin buzzword but we you know we really do see it as you know not just a copy of the data or you know collection of the data like we're integrating it with you know ai and machine learning and then integrating it with geospatial analysis integrating it with you know dashboards and visuals even um we've got a uh, a, a 3d scanning tool like a lidar system so it effectively creates a vir- virtual oh, wow. room of the of the uh, operational space so rather than view it say through right. graphs you you know you're walking around the room you know either through you know a headset or through the web browser 
you know, clicking on the asset you want to see and it pulls up the data in real time of, of what you're looking at. So it's like, there's a whole yeah. scale of... Yeah, that, that's when it comes yeah. to life, right. Yeah, BIM, uh, business, uh, business uh, building information uh, management systems and models and stuff. Yeah, they, these are digital twins, right? So uh, I, I don't have a problem with that name. Some people do have a problem with that name. I don't know whether it's because of the ambiguity or because of the aspirational stuff. Um, but, you know, you can limp towards the digital twin. It can be a digital twin of a dimension of something, which you can then augment with another dimension of something. You know, it can, it can be really good at telling you uh, how much is going on and then how it's connected, you know, the connectedness of stuff. And then it can tell you the, the heights and the positions and then you can fly around it. And these are just getting more and more um, complete. I, I, I always think, um, you know, um, my lad reminded me how um, uh, he, he drew a picture of me, right, when he was five. Right, bear with me. This will come back to the digital twin. <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> and, and, and I was this, I was a stick with, with um, uh, two stick legs and two stick arms. And I think I had about okay. seven fingers on each hand, right? And he wrote daddy, right? That was daddy, right? And, um, and I really liked it, right? And and it made me realize that a, a really good artist who was trying to draw me, who drew me, you know, I might go, no, that's, you know, that's daddy. You know, Michelangelo drew daddy. Look at daddy, he chiseled me out of rock and I look just like my me. But that was that was back to his view of daddy, and it was good enough, right? It, it didn't matter. I don't really have seven fingers, but I had fingers, and he drew me. It's like three. The sky is up above, yeah. right at the very top, right? So both of these are are reflections of me. Both of these, if if someone was coding it, it they would both be digital twins, right? There would be bits of me. One of them wouldn't be very good at at, at, at simulating what I would look like if I was wearing gloves, you know, um, but it would it'd still be me and, and it would still differentiate me from an elephant because he was quite good at drawing elephants. Point is, digital twins um, have different levels of sophistication. You don't have to be absolutely perfect to be useful. You know, you, you can provide insight. Um, you can um, um, add value um, with a fairly simplistic digital twin. And then build on it. This is the closing the loop quickly type uh, mantra that I keep banging on. And, and, it's, and it's about yeah, what what do you want the product to achieve as well? You know, yeah, if you if you don't exactly. need it to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, you said about integrating say a BIM model. Well, you know that that might be very useful for particular applications of a digital twin, but for others, it, it might not matter whether the building is accurate or not. It could just be a, you know, <laughs> a stick building, exactly. <laughs> as you. Uh, if you could get your uh, son to draw <laughs> it. Seven fingers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. uh, that takes me nicely on yeah. to the next so, one. So, um, future. Future, okay. The next one is kind of... Maybe the, present uh, disc. Yeah. The, the um, uh, digital twin, you know, next level. The metaverse. Metaverse. See, right, okay. Um, metaverse. I think it's probably going to end up being a bit like the semantic web, a really interesting idea that never really came to life properly. You know, um, I um, part of me wants the metaverse to exist and part of me hopes it never exists. Um, lockdown um, over here, um, we started to work from home, right? And um, I can absolutely see the value of the metaverse um, for social interactions, which have been lost under those kinds of circumstances, right? So um, a lot of people um, missed the social engagement. Everything was, there, there, was a, there was a purpose to everything. And, and the best you could do was talk to someone on the screen. And that's not the same thing at all. 
um, and um, virtual um, virtual environments can allow you to get a little bit more embedded in that situation. So um, I'm quite a fan of the metaverse in that world, and I'm a fan of the metaverse for um, uh, mm. simulations and training. You know, really useful to you know you can wander around in a really safe way. Um, you know, kind of effectively playing a video game, but but doing something really serious, like mm. building a bridge or digging a hole or whatever it might be, you know. And it can let you speculate stuff, and it might give um, um, people situational awareness. You know, when, when events happen, you know, they, they set up an event control room, right? right? They get a piece of paper out and they put it on the wall, and, 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 and people are ringing in saying, there's, there's water flying everywhere, and I'm worried about this part. Um, yeah, a bit of augmented reality in that situation, so the people away from the situation can get um, pseudo first-hand experience of what's going on. Yeah, really good. Um, um, but part of me worries that we are um, kind of a, 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 a species who could get quite lost in the shiny bits of the metaverse, you know, in the video gaminess and the... Um, it becomes more, more fanciful and, and, and less reality-based, right? Uh, all of a sudden, everyone can fly in the metaverse, and like, okay, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how does that apply to real world life anymore? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's it's really important to remember there's a real world out there, and there's real people, and um, so on. So, um, so the original question was: it, Is it a fad of the future metaverse? Um, I'm going to sit on a fence on that. Okay. I mean, Zuckerberg's the only bloke that's really, really making it happen. Um, uh, massive potential, right? Yeah. So augmented reality, mm -hmm. augmented senses and super senses in general, um, I think are the future, um, whether it's the metaverse and whether I have to have a Facebook account to do it mm -hmm. is a different question. Okay. Mm -hmm. 3D TVs never happened, did they? Um, Even though they really happened, yeah. I could go and buy one. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bit like that. I think it's got some really yeah. good uses. I, I, I... Yeah, I mean, the 3D TV thing, right? When you need the glasses for it. And then it's the same with VR for me. I, I think VR adoption, you know, it's some way to plug your brain in rather than, you know, sit there with a big headset on. Yeah, that's 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 when it takes yeah. off. I, I have a bit of a problem with, with, with the headphones on, honestly. I, 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 I'm, I'm a school creature, right? So when I stick my headphones on, there's someone else in the room. I feel rude. You know, um, and if I had to wear headphones and goggles, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, folks. I don't know. I like the social aspect. Don't forget you're a human, people. <laughs> uh, next word, uh, blockchain. Hey, blockchain. Um, uh, uh, it will have a bit of a future, probably. I mean, there are bits where I can kind of see why it's useful to be able to understand the lineage of something you know those non-fungible token type mm. world um um and so I, I mean i i don't know when i was dreaming it but a few years ago i'm sure i saw some um uh, technology that would take data on a chain journey where every step every bit of manipulation you ever did to it was embedded inside it so you, effectively it came documented with its own um Mm. Uh, lineage so you knew if it was cleansed and you knew if it, 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 it came from here and it, it, it went on this um, data path now that sounded interesting but completely over the top you know, a little bit like mm. um, um, the semantic um, web world I can see the value of it but I don't know whether that's just kind of throwing computer a problem so 
Um, it's not going to be absolutely everywhere. It'll be somewhere in finance. It'll be somewhere in security. It'll be somewhere in um, yeah, trading of, of of items that you want to protect somehow. Um, I'm going to say. Eh, eh. I might look okay. regret that. Though. The first, the first fad, yeah. <laughs> in twenty years' time, we'll revisit your uh, decisions and uh, see uh, <laughs> see if they came on our headsets. Yeah, we'll still be sat here on headsets, absolutely. I'm going to have two extra fingers. <laughs> In the metaverse, you could do that, Leo. You know, you I know, great. Right. Um, okay, uh, quantum computing. I yeah, it still seems like someone's pulling my leg on that. It feels like a like a an April Fool's joke. Um, if it comes off, it's the future. I, I would rather people sort out um, nuclear um, fusion first but yeah. if uh, quantum computing how did that work crikey um if it does work it's utterly transformative mm. right so it's um and it, I'd, I'd say low probability high consequence but it's probably high probability how does it work we've got to do something right so i mean we've we squeezed so much out of um silicon Mm-hmm. everything's almost as thin as it can possibly be and as as close as it can possibly be and 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 architecture now changing to try and make things better in that universe um start start hitting the uh, the wall of physics on current current technology right i mean when i yeah. when i was at um yeah uh, i used to work for intel before uh before thames i did an internship at intel oh, okay i didn't realize yeah and um cool. yeah i remember you know we were all buzzing about i think 32 nanometer you know processing chips and stuff like that and, and they said oh well it's 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 gonna you know half in size every every two years and, and sure enough it, it kind of hasn't quite exactly followed that that path but uh moore's law but it's um it's pretty damn close and you, you see how, how how many you know the reduction in size now is incredible um and like you it is incredible i'd like i'd, I'd like I was going to say, like you, I have no idea how quantum computing works in terms of quantum entanglement, and uh, it just—it sounds, uh, yeah, too good to be true. But hey, fingers crossed. Science fact, science fiction—it's amazing. I, I, I want it to, to work. Um, it probably means that um, the moment someone does actually implement it and produce a machine, then you know every bit of encryption technology mm-hmm. that we've ever produced is utterly kind of redundant they just open the envelope and go oh that's what your account number is i don't know it, it, interesting times massive mm. don't know on that one uh the final one i'll do is uh we could call it chatbots but uh, effectively you know chat gpt is is far more than just a chatbot so i'm gonna i'm gonna say chat gpt or uh you know other ais are available out there generative stuff um is uh oh, it's the present really yeah, it's shocking I, I think um open ai went down for like a few hours about three or four days ago and people had already stuck there was thousands of product applications that stopped working you know? um it's um it's brilliant i mean it's it's not intelligence i've got I, i've got some good um connections into you know the philosophy of ai um from my time at um doing cybernetics and i kind of get it it's it's not um it, it's not um not at the singularity right but um we have found a really useful way of, of, 
of embedding most of uh, what's available in in the world wikipedia um back exchange all these things the program into it yeah it, it can make half decent things so as long as you um know what's coming out the far end of it and, and and assess whether it's what you really meant to ask it it's really useful and these things are being used all over the place you know they're already being used for you know the the virtual chat agents for when you have a problem with your electricity you know um they're just getting better and better and harder to, to differentiate totally um the the present i would say not not the future but it but they are the future and the art and the 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 visuals side of things um is coming along massively too you know you can you can just pull up some prototype artwork on demand um or you can take an image and have part of it manipulated i mean it sounds a bit sinister probably M- musically as well massively right? yeah it's quite an interesting generation yeah i'm watching that quite closely actually <laughs> i've tried a few things i'll have to generate some lyrics yeah so so uh, i think this is a good time for you to to plug your band at least leo i think i need to do that on a... oh I, I do, quite. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in a band called the go-go cult uh check us out we're on spotify or whatever it might be but uh um, yeah, it's it, it's garage, sixty garage, not not kind of East London ninety garage, um, and it's a lot of fun. It, it, if you could um, turn a black and white B movie of aliens and monsters and and ghosts and stuff into some music, that's what we're trying to 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 be. <laughs> so I can type some of our lyrics into. Um, Stable diffusion and get some really interesting uh, visuals of what on earth is going on inside the guy that wrote the lyrics. It's head. It's a dark wow. place. Okay. Well, hey, I've got one for you, yeah. right? So, what do you think? What uh, one version of the truth is that? Bad or future? Um, I'll take your answer and say it's it's present, but um, it's probably not present at every company. There's, there's certainly uh, a lot of. Um, organizations out there with lots of versions of the truth but for, for me um i'd say there's one one version of the truth is is the future of you know how to manage and make decisions on data when when you need to do uh when you need to provide an output operationally you need everyone coming from the same source of the truth but i'm going to caveat that and say there should be lots of versions of the untruths which is like you know allow people to play with the data and you know model stuff in you know things that aren't aren't real like push the boundaries of say a, you know uh, a water network you know model it out into its extremes right create a false world where you've you know climate change has made all the rivers run dry or where, where heat is that so have as many untruths like that to, to help you plan for the future but in terms of decision making for uh, the data you do have now, one version of the truth um, for me is, is always been really valuable. Um, you know, we you, you're involved with it, but we, you know, when I was at Thames, we created a single version of the Smart Meter data um, uh, and shared it across the business. In terms of, if you're an executive with a with a Power BI report, you were seeing the same data as our data scientists who were writing their code off it. It wasn't the different data. It was the same source data all the way throughout. Our analysts could access it. Our customers could access it through their portal. So there was never any like changes throughout. And I, I think that that really was um, certainly the present then and, and hopefully continues to be the future. 
Great answer, yeah. I'm glad you added the um, uh, many versions of the possible truth business. I think I think we might be heading that way. With we absolutely, when you've got a steering wheel, you need to either turn it left or right, right. So the world does collapse down into decision making. Um, I, I hope that in the future, um, that probabilistic world or that potential world, you, you know, imagine if um, you get a uh, if, if if the weather changes or the the pipe bursts or whatever it might be has to be um imaginable which which digital twins will help us facilitate it'll allow us to the way the people do it already you know they've got the digital twin of the world and they start again from some slightly different start point see where things could go so yeah we've got um one version of the present many versions of the future and they're all eedling their way out yeah. um yeah, and most likely, it's a bit like with the AI, you know, they've they got that soft Mac layers at the end of their neural networks, which, are, you know, could it be this or the other? Well, I'm not sure. It might be them all. Okay, well, let's soft max it. Okay, it's a bit more likely to be this one than the regular amplifier, you know. That kind of focus on on where things are going. Um, so I think the um, universe of, of simulations or probabilities, probabilities or, or will begin to amplify people will be able to cope with more than one answer um in the future um so i think that that yeah i hope i kind of hope that's the future ambiguity handling ambiguity it it, it, it's this but it might not be you know if people talk about um risk and uncertainty um nailing the risk understanding what distribution some some problem is, is is drawn from rather than just going i don't know the answer i think the answer is this because you know that's where the, uh, the the future of decision making is going, I think. And speaking of future, what's uh, what's in your future? What are you planning to uh, do? Are you still taking some time out, or do you think uh, there any projects that interest you that you'd like to get back involved with? I've got lots of projects. I, 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 I'm 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 an interested kind of guy, which makes me slightly scattery. So I, I I've got my fingers in a few pies at the moment. Um, uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to. Um, uh, help people develop um so if there was some role or function or 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 capability i could um follow through on which would um help effectively the next generation um to to um not bump into the exact same mistakes i've bumped into in, in my journey <laughs> no. Help them along somehow. Um, um, uh, that that would be uh, ideal at this point. But the, the technology-wise, um, um, I've got a few um, uh, services that I want to work out how to actually turn into um, products. I suppose is, 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 I'm, I'm just at the moment I'm struggling to work out how to actually commoditize the, the things that are inside my head. If, if that makes any sense, I'm being vague here, but um, yeah. Um, so, so you're looking actively for investors to come and say, All right, <laughs> trying to think what's, of the name of my emerging company at the moment is is, is is the hardest thing in my uh, my to do list. Uh, I've asked Chat GT, GPT to suggest three yeah. names actually. <laughs> Any good so, ones? watch this space. I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, none that I've gone. That's the one for me. But uh, it's surprising. It's like naming a child. Honestly, it, it, it's surprisingly difficult. It's probably the hardest part. The rest of it will just fall into place once it um, once we get over that hurdle. 
Uh, well, best of luck with it. We can uh, see. Okay. Yeah, hopefully. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe you'll get flooded with uh, requests from uh, LinkedIn after this as well. So. <laughs> hey, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to put that open business picture on my LinkedIn profile because ah, yes. I don't want to get hit by too much uh, while I'm still trying to get the uh, the roots down. But yeah, let's watch this again in ten years. Absolutely. See where yeah, we're going on our headsets. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, so much for your time today. And um, yeah, really interesting conversations around digital water and futures, and also about your past as well. So yeah, thank you, Leo. It's um, yeah, great to have you on the show. And uh, our first one. I hope it wasn't too painful for you. Real, a real pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me very much.